You know, Wayne, loss is always difficult, but for those who believe in an eternal God, there is an eternal hope even in loss. Hmm. We have much we can gain from the lives of those who have gone before us. Today, we're going to talk about just that. Yeah, I look forward to it. On this special episode, we provide encouragement from the scriptures to strengthen and help those who have been touched by loss. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. And welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, we continue this time of uh, everybody being kind of set aside, and life uh, in many ways will never be the same uh, because of the coronavirus. I do believe that, Wayne, and I think that that's an adjustment that ultimately we all will have to make, that there will be no going back to things normal as usual. There's a new normal that's upon us, and we're going to have to adapt to that. And we're going to have to see how and where the Lord's will and plan is in that new normalcy, because there Mm -hmm. is a plan and there is a purpose uh, that we need to attach ourselves to from God's perspective. So uh, we continue to walk by faith and not by sight as we move into the future, for sure. I believe that, too. Well, just as we've done in past weeks, we have reached you at home where we continue to uh, spend as much time as possible to, uh, you know, socially distance. You know, I love your brother, but uh, for us to be in a small studio together is probably not the best idea right now. I agree. Absolutely. We need to take heed to, again, all of the recommendations of the CDC to do our part. Uh, Despite being people of faith, we are people of faith. We love the Lord. We know that the Lord is with us and upon us. But we also uh, exercise wisdom and and prudence with regard to being careful and cautious as we continue to exercise our faith. So in like manner, uh, I miss your face. I miss your company. (laughs) But right now, this is the best and most prudent thing that we should be doing. And we encourage others to do the same. Please, Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, uh, we know uh, how serious this whole time has been for so many families who have suffered so much, uh, whether it's from cancer or from the coronavirus or a combination of the two. Our hearts go out to these families. And let's, let's start with uh, some scripture. You always like to start with the Word of God. So let's let's begin there. Well, our platform scripture that'll hopefully help us to work through some of the dynamics of the season that we're in, because there are some dynamics that we've we've got to embrace and work through uh, are are upon us. So Revelations, the 14th chapter, verse 13, uh, basically speaks to us from this perspective. It says, then I heard a voice from heaven say, write this, write what? Blessed are the dead who die in the Lord from now on. Mm. Yes, says the spirit, they will rest from their labor for their deeds will follow them. And of course, this is a text that is very familiar, often utilized at memorial services and et cetera. But we're talking about uh, death and dying. We're talking about, uh, unfortunately, Wayne, as you stated, one of the, you know, the byproducts of the current hour that we find ourselves in with this virus is that. Uh, There are a number of people who have passed away, who have uh, departed and left our presence, and we can't ignore that. We can't just stick our head in the sand and act like that that hasn't happened. Yeah, and to add to the pain, and we hope this eases as the weeks go by, but to add to the pain many times, we can't even attend the funerals 
of those who have passed. Well, we alluded to in the opening a new normal. That's one of the normals, at least temporarily right now, that is very foreign to us that during this time of loss of loved ones and family members, we're not able to grieve as we normally have together and collectively, and we're still having to distance ourselves. So that adds a different dynamic of mental and emotional grief and loss that quite frankly, we there's no chapter that's been written for that scenario on how to grieve when you're when you're not able to actually have closure from a communal perspective with your family and your friends. And so that is making things difficult as well uh, as we try to work through the grief and loss of our loved ones due to coronavirus. Hmm. We have a resource that we want our listeners to take advantage of, and it's a sensitive one. When your loved one is dying, when your loved one is dying, person, you want to speak to this resource? Well, we wrote this resource, obviously, within the context of of cancer patients and the cancer community, we've spoken very candidly about the fact that there are still a number of people who deal with cancer who succumb to cancer. The good news is is that that number has decreased and we are seeing less of that and that's great news, but we still have some that have succumbed to the effects of cancer. So we wrote this document as a, a resource for encouragement. And again, you know, talking about when one is able to recognize the beginning of the end. Mm. In some cases, you're able to kind of get a sense of that we may be entering into those end end of life stages and some things to think about, to bear in mind, maybe conversations to hold, looking at if the end may appear to be approaching, the end of a journey of someone and how to react, how to respond, things to say, things to think about. So the document is really designed to give us somewhat of a roadmap uh, to think about the process of of death and dying that maybe we can be a bit better prepared for, mm-hmm. not always completely, but help us to kind of ease into that process yeah. in a way that we may be able to manage a little bit better. Well, we're praying that this resource will be of some help and encouragement to you today. So look for it online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. It's called When Your Loved One is Dying, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Visit that website and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling this number, 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And Percy, as we often mention, let me mention once again that at Cancer Treatment Centers of America, spiritual help is provided as desired by the patient. That is absolutely correct. So we respect everyone's wishes and rights, either for support from a spiritual perspective or those who may choose not to be supported from a spiritual perspective. At the end of the day, that is directed and determined by each and every patient, and that is uh, followed accordingly. Well, at the time of this uh, podcast recording, we are in the middle of this uh, coronavirus situation and there have been thousands of lives lost. So let's let's offer some comfort to some folks who are who are grieving right now. Yeah, absolutely. First and foremost, our condolences uh, to anyone that may be listening under the sound of our voice today, uh, who may have lost a loved one uh, to this virus. We send our love and our prayers to you, and it's one of the reasons why we felt important 
uh, to actually dedicate a segment of of the show to it because again it's a reality and and we're seeing that uh, on a daily basis and so having said all of that you know many people certainly have been affected by this virus and you know those numbers continue to escalate and climb they're high but no loss is easy Wayne and so it doesn't matter what the dynamics were or are that created the loss. It's never an easy exercise for anyone to walk through, especially uh, when the sickness seems to come literally out of nowhere as coronavirus has appeared before us, but we can find strength. Mm -hmm. And that's what we want to talk about. Uh, Again, strength that can be found first and foremost in honoring the legacy of those who have gone on to glory before us. And so a couple of things, Wayne, that I think, can be uh, utilized and important to remember. First and foremost, again, our condolences if anyone has experienced this, but let's honor the life lived. We want to support you today and offer some things that may help you to work through this. So Philippians, the fourth chapter and verse eight tells us, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, Whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Well, when we talk about our loved ones who may have gone on before us, you know, a person often uh, cannot control how they die. So we should focus on how they lived, Wayne. What was their life? What what was the legacy? What did they do? Uh, One of my spiritual mentors taught me this many, many years ago. Dr. Miles Monroe, and of course, he has now gone on to be with the Lord, but he taught a principle that I never forgot. He said that the oldest man uh, recorded in the Bible is Methuselah. He said, but it's interesting that the Bible never states or says what Methuselah did with all of the years that he lived on the earth. And it was a lot of years. (laughs) It was a lot of years. And so his challenge to all of us was that we should not finish our days on the earth like Methuselah, where we may have lived a long time, but there is nothing recorded of what we did while we lived. What a powerful thought. Yeah. Yeah. So the principle here is life is not necessarily measured by duration, but it is certainly most uh, measured by donation. What did the person that your loved one, family member, friend, I know I've just recently gone through this with my mother-in-law, you know, a couple of months back, and we all began to reflect in the midst of our grief, all of the things that this woman did and the legacy that she left. And so uh, we began to look at their accomplishments. You can remember that. We can highlight that or their achievements, the lives that they touched, the people that they may have impacted that they came in contact with is a good way to work through one's grief and loss. And it can be a testimony to God's work in their life. And so Here are some things to think about. Yes, we grieve and we are sad to a certain extent, but we can reflect upon the life that that person may have lived before us. Yeah, I know you've had this experience because I'm sure we all have. But when you attend the service of a loved one who's died and you think of the challenge of their life and it makes you think about your own life, doesn't it? It makes you want to be a better person. And, and it should. I think that one of the great purposes of a memor- a public memorial service or funeral, depending on how you want to articulate that, is that it should cause self-reflection, or as the Apostle Paul said, being circumspect, uh, making one to begin to kind of sit still and think and look within themselves and take some inventory of their own personal life. Because particularly if you hear about individuals who have gone before us, 
and, and what type of good examples they may have set and how they have made impact, that can be held up for others to see and to follow. But it can give us the ability to take some inspection and say, hmm, what have I done with my life? What am I doing with my life? And be challenged by that, to your point, to be better people on yeah. the earth, to be better uh, citizens of the globe and better kingdom citizens at large. Yeah. Well, I know you have more to share, but let me pause again and recommend that our listeners download this free resource when your loved one is dying. It can be a real help to you uh, during that uh, that that time that none of us want and none of us look forward to, but it happens in everyone's life that we have to say goodbye. And uh, this, free, this resource is available right now, free of charge, of course. When Your Loved One is Dying is available for download and sharing, I might add, at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Dot com. And speaking of sharing, you know, we all have a little extra time these days because, you know, we, we've, we've been curtailed in many ways in, in life. And maybe you are spending this time listening to this podcast and others. We'd appreciate you passing the word about this podcast on to others. We, we're here to encourage people, Percy. Absolutely. Uh, again, the best form of advertisement is by word of mouth, I was told. And so if this program is a blessing or has been a blessing to you, please feel free to share with others, uh, encourage individuals to subscribe and let them know about help, hope and inspiration as we labor over what the Lord will lay upon our heart to speak to this audience, to inspire and encourage anyone and everyone who is walking through the planet. At the end of the day, again, as the previous principle was mentioned, my life is not going to be measured by how long I live, but, but by what I did and what mm. we donated. Yep. And we're donating ourselves of encouraging people around health and wellness and the faith of God as they continue to walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. Maybe you're a casual listener to this podcast. Why don't you subscribe at healthhopeandinspiration.com and automatically get uh, these downloaded to your computer, your smartphone, however you listen to the podcast. Healthhopeandinspiration.com is the website to start at. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists with your questions by calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you'll learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. The theme of our conversation with Reverend Percy McRae here today is losing a cancer patient to coronavirus, and the circumstances may be that for you, they may be different for you, but we all grieve when we lose loved ones, Percy. This this is one of the most you know, painful things in life, isn't it? It is. Well, the Bible actually encourages us that we should... Uh, rejoice with those who rejoice and that we should, you know, mourn yeah. with those that mourn. And Mourning, we don't grieve like those who have no hope. So we, we have correct. hope, yes. Yeah, so it's part of the human experience. It's not pleasant. Uh, and everyone grieves differently, I think is another important point to establish. There is no kind of cookie-cutter format of how one should grieve or how long one should grieve. But the fact of the matter is, is that we want to empower and encourage this audience today, particularly given 
the possibility of those who may have been cancer patients and have succumbed to the coronavirus. Hmm. We know that according to all of the oncology uh, medical organizations that uh, potentially cancer patients uh, may be more susceptible to contracting this virus because of immune uh, compromisation, you know, being compromised mm -hmm. from an immune perspective. Yeah. So again, we thought that it would make sense to basically address this audience with that possibility. So absolutely. Yes, sir. You're right. Well, you've talked to us about honoring the life lived of a loved one who's passed. Let's talk about honoring their courage. Well, and I think that what's what's interesting about the coronavirus dynamic and cancer patients and their journey, there's a similar mental and emotional component attached to that. And that is the fact that there, there's going to be required a certain amount of courage uh, to work through and walk through that journey and whatever it may be. I know for those that may be sequestered at home who are working through symptoms or those who, you know, may be in a hospital uh, or were, there's a journey that was traveled. And so I think that what's applicable here is that we should honor the courage of the journey that was traveled. So mm -hmm. Hebrews 11 and 39 basically says, these were all commended for their faith. Yeah. Of course, Hebrews 11 is the great. It's the heroes of the faith chapter, isn't it? Exactly correct. And so we know it talks about the great uh, patriarchs who walked by faith and who trusted God in the midst of circumstances and challenges that, again, they were commended because of their faith. And so cancer uh, can really push a person to have, have to dig deep, as well as the fact that this virus is not different. People are digging deeper into their mental, emotional, and obviously physical wellspring or toolbox to try to fight back and to push back against the effects of this. And so with that being said, the courage of the journey cannot be understated and should be acknowledged. This may be one of the things that will help us as we mourn. I know I've, I was watching one of the um, news outlets and one of the things that they're doing ironically is that they are highlighting certain family members of an individual who has succumbed to coronavirus and allowing them to kind of share their thoughts and their reflections on national TV. And one of the things that struck me was the fact that many of the loved ones, family members, dads, moms, husbands, children, they're sharing about how the journey and celebrating that person's journey and how they were faithful and how they were loving and how they were caring, talking about how they behaved in the midst of their journey before they may have succumbed. And so I think it's important uh, that we can move forward and look at the fact that we should acknowledge uh, the faith of those while undergoing their battle and that that should not uh, be understated in any way. Yeah. And the other dynamic with that is in some ways, cancer patients may be better prepared. And this is interesting. And I can relate to this a little bit because I've, I've, I've worked with so many people in the cancer community. In some ways, cancer patients may be better prepared for end of life scenarios None of us like to think about end of life, Wayne. No. None of us practice thinking about no, that. We sure don't. But cancer patients actually, believe it or not, have already been, if you will, along their journey, they have been forced to kind of grapple with difficult end of life possibilities. I've had many cancer patients actually share with me one of the greatest gifts that they receive from being a cancer patient is it made them think about their life and their mortality. And what would I do different? What would I do better? What should I correct? Because tomorrow may not be promised to me. And so in light of that, 
from a coronavirus perspective, cancer patients have already been kind of driving down the street, if you will, and giving thought to those sorts of things. And so their insights and life lessons gleaned along their path can certainly be passed along and shared with others after they are gone. I know I have learned, Wayne, tremendous truths and principles from individuals that I had the privilege of standing and being at their bedside as they were transitioning from this life to glory that shared tremendous things with me that have impacted me and that have challenged me about life. Well, I can still think of people who have passed many years ago who still inspire me today. And so, again, in the midst of our grieving, in the midst of our loss, and again, God forbid if that's anyone that is listening, but if you have experienced that, one of the things that we can take away from that experience is the life that was lived and the principles of that individual and and truths and principles that they may have shared either verbally or by action and deed that can inspire us to move on and to live on in light of that passing. It's very important and I think it helps us with our grieving process. Right. There's more we want to share in a moment, but as as we normally do here these uh, these weeks during this crisis, I just want to pause. I just want to say thank you to so many people who are serving all of us so well. I'm thinking of all the doctors and nurses and healthcare providers at Cancer Treatment Centers of America and in other hospitals across the land who are just going above and beyond the call of duty. They are just, I mean, they are heroes, literal heroes now, aren't they? Some of the reports, and I've spoken to some of my colleagues who are on the front line, you know, some of these folks, Wayne, are working 18 hours. You know, they're, they're doing double shifts you know, in some cases, incredible challenges with regard to equipment, the uh, the ability to manage the number of people that are coming through the healthcare process and system in terms of beds and et cetera. So we need to stop and say to each and every one of you who have been part of that process on the front line, doctors, nurses, oncologists, whomever, uh, in the healthcare field, you know, ambulance drivers. Think about the guys yeah. that are having to actually go all and those retreat. first responders. Yes, yeah, all of these folks. Uh, we owe a debt of gratitude. And I was listening to a nurse on TV, and 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 she was asked, "Why uh, are you working under these circumstances?" And she said two things, Wayne, that stood out to me that was so profound. She said, "Because of my faith, and because I believe that this is my calling, this is my mission field, uh, this is my ministry." I show up every day, even though I may be subjecting myself to the possibility of, I believe I owe God and the community that I serve to show up and be there every day. We thank God for all of these folks Mm. and thank God for their dedication. Mm. Well, I hope they feel appreciated because they certainly are. And we owe them a a debt of gratitude. There's no question about it. So Mm -hmm. thank you to all of you who are serving. You may not be in healthcare, but you're doing your part. I'm thinking of the truckers out there, you know, all these (laughs) men and women driving these trucks on the on the highways of our nation just to make sure that we get the get the food that we need for instance oh yeah you know you have a ton of uh, uh, other types of subgroups you know my wife tapped into speaking earlier i think you had mentioned about making masks of all type of community organizations that have decided they're going to start making masks mm-hmm. so that they can get involved in this process so yep. in any regard of anyone that has participated to help offset what is going on. We thank God for the community of faith and the community of humanity that have said that I'm going to do what I can and do my part to make a difference because we need each other. We really, truly do. And and we're seeing that in full abundance right now. I love the way uh, people have pulled together during this time. 
Well, for this particular conversation, we're talking about losing a loved one to the coronavirus and perhaps other uh, medical reasons have led to their death. And we just uh, want to reach out and encourage you today, uh, even as you grieve. We've talked about honoring the life that they lived. We've talked about honoring the courage of the journey that they were on with their life. There's a third point you want to make, Percy. And it's important because at the end of the day, and I say it all the time, and it's just part of my vocabulary, at the end of the day, we need to always remind ourselves, according to 1 Thessalonians 5 and 18, that tells us in everything, not some things, not only in the good, not only when things are going our way, but in everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you, that we need to thank God for personal moments that have been spent Uh, with those individuals who may have transitioned and left us due to coronavirus, cancer, or any other type of uh, malady or affliction, one of the greatest ways to work through one's grief is thankfulness, is that we find ourselves. I remember when the shooting took place in Charleston, South Carolina, of one of the historic African-American Episcopal churches there that I have actually been to because I used to live in Charleston, South Carolina. And it was such a tragic event. And one of the individuals that were at, were at that prayer service was a mom and her son was just going to college playing baseball. And they've interviewed him now. And he's been on uh, all of the sports shows talking about how he worked through that great tragedy of his mom being brutally murdered and shot and killed. He said that he had to find a way in his heart to just simply thank God for the life that his mom lived, that he had to reflect upon how hard she worked and how she went back to school and got her education and the type of mother she was and all of the principles that she instilled in him. He said he found uh, strength through his grief, through thankfulness. And so it's a tool that helps us to mentally and emotionally, I think, rechannel uh, our emotions in a way that then has value and benefit and a healing property to us. And so being thankful and walking in the spirit of thankfulness, but along with that, encouraging and reminding ourselves, Wayne, that every moment, every experience, every meal together uh, mattered and, and reflect upon that, that they were blessings. They were opportunities that were moments in time that created a tapestry of a lifetime of memories that we can carry on and live with. You know what, um, as we're recording this, of course, we're all spending so much time at home, but think of all the family dinners that we're sitting down to now that maybe we were too busy to Mm. be a part of before all of this. That's a positive thing to think through this. Well, you know, what's interesting about that, they've had a lot of kind of mental health people on TV talking about, you know, some of the pros and cons of social distancing. And one of the big takeaways was exactly the point that in the day and age that we live in, the traditional kind of dynamic of quality family time has been extremely compromised in our culture because of work schedules and, you know, dads on the road, kids playing soccer, activities of the day, uh, that this is in, in a very interesting way has brought us back to a core dynamic of gathering together, talking to each other, listening to each other, a story time, et cetera, et cetera. And these are going to be incredible moments that we'll reflect back on later and, and, and draw upon of what that meant and how powerful that was, despite the circumstances that may have put us in that place. And so yes. you're exactly right. Yeah. Quality time with family and loved ones 
uh, is going to be one of the benchmark memories from from this exercise, I believe, Wayne, for sure. I'll come back to you for a final thought in a moment after I remind everyone about the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network, which really seeks to equip and empower every Christian leader to meet the great need of caring for those with cancer specifically in their congregations. If you're a pastor or a leader, we want to invite you to join this growing family of ministry leaders in the Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. It's free to join. When you sign up, you'll receive online access to exclusive leader resources. There's information about ministry training opportunities and an informative monthly email newsletter you won't want to miss. So sign up. It's free online at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on the logo for Our Journey of Hope. It's at the top of the page there. The Our Journey of Hope Ministry Leaders Network. Well, in some ways, this has been a difficult conversation to have because I know a lot of people are hurting, but it's a necessary conversation and a hopeful conversation, as you've taught us, Percy. The goal here is to redirect, if you will, not to ignore, not to pretend that we are not feeling a certain kind of way about losing a loved one or a family member that so many people are experiencing right now. But we have uh, mechanisms and pathways by which we can redirect that emotion and those energies that hopefully can facilitate closure, that can facilitate strength and healing for us. And so, again, uh, last point around being thankful, thankfulness can release us also from the bondage of regret and bitterness Mm -hmm. as we try to remind ourselves of the great times and the great moments of the life and the person that we had with us. Ultimately, the bottom line is this, Wayne, as we close, we can and must encourage one another and help one another through loss. But loss is part of life. And and at some point, we all experience it. And it just may be under a different set of circumstances. Those who die in Christ is what we need to remind ourselves as believers, specifically, those who die in Christ have gained. They're in a far better place right now. Uh, as, as, as an old grandmother used to say in the church that I grew up in, she said, you couldn't pay them $60 million to come back to planet <laughs> no. Earth. They're standing in the, the place of glory That's and right. the presence of God where there is no more sickness, disease, hurt, or pain, or malady. They're in a far better place. And actually, we're jealous because we want to be there with them. And at some point that we will, we who remain here can draw strength from their lives, and we should and from God's hand at work in their lives that we had the benefit and the pleasure of witnessing and experiencing. This can be a type of salve or balm that we can put over our grief and our hurt as we express ourselves of our loss and remember those who have gone before us. Be encouraged today. I know I am, and I'm sure a lot of listeners are as well. Thank you, Percy. Uh, A reminder that our resource is available to you at our website, When Your Loved One Is Dying. Check this out and uh, use it to encourage someone else that maybe you are thinking of right now who's going through uh, this, this time in their life. So When Your Loved One Is Dying is available at Health, Hope, and Inspiration. And that's what we do. We dispense health, hope, and inspiration here on the program. So thanks for listening to this podcast, and thanks for subscribing. Thanks for reviewing the podcast. Thanks for passing the word around about health, hope, and inspiration. Percy, I guess that's it for this episode. Um, We'll see you back at your home probably next time, right? Absolutely. Be encouraged, everyone. And remember, we have work to do. Please keep chopping the wood and keep the faith. You've been listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.
Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.